Welcome to the Ike Badgers Podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead, and it is Super Bowl week. Chiefs 49ers, Leo Chanel going for back-to-back rings. That would be special. We're touching on that, who our predictions are, as well as the new format in college football. 18 Big Ten teams moving forward. How do you feel? How do we feel? As well as the basketball program, a tough week for Gray Guard. Let's get into today's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Here we go. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Badgers podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead. I'm your host and Badgers fans. Welcome into the podcast. We're going to be touching on the Super Bowl. We're going to be talking about the basketball team and, of course, a little bit of college football talk as well. So even though it wasn't maybe the greatest week for Badgers fans, you know we're here. We've got takes and we're excited to deliver them to you. I'm joined by my co-host, KJ. KJ, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Badgers fans, great to be with you all. It's a sunny day in Wisco. You know, it's a very mild day mild winter day uh not not much to complain about honestly and like alex said badgers didn't have the best week on the basketball front you know football front we do have a badger playing in the super bowl that's leo chanel we'll get into that maybe offer up a prediction but yeah man i'm great happy to be here and uh we've got some juicy talk to sink our teeth into so thanks for joining us say badgers fans let's get into this yep let's just start with the uh super bowl kj because i think that's where Most people's minds are shifting now, and I, again, am excited for Leo Chanel. He's in the Super Bowl. We touched on that last pod, but as it gets closer, I'm starting to believe more and more that Leo Chanel is probably going to win his second ring in two years, which would be pretty unbelievable, right? Like you go into the league, you hope to get drafted by a good team always, but let alone make it to two Super Bowls. That sets expectations high. What, what are you looking for out of him? I know he had a sack last year's Super Bowl, and do you believe the Chiefs will be able to get it done against the 49ers this season? You know, man, the thing about Leo Chanel is he's always been about his business. He always has just been a playmaker, right? Like there are guys that might have more athletic ability, which is few and far between considering how well Leo Chanel tested at the combine. But, you know, there are guys out there that could even be more physically gifted. Um, but honestly, man, I don't know how many guys put up the production that Leo Chanel does. And if you look at his Super Bowl stats last year, he had like four some four to six tackles. He had a sack. Like it, to have a sack in the Super Bowl, if you ever listen to our Ike Packers podcast, we always talk about the difference between pressures and sacks, essentially finishing the play, right? Like, yes, a pressure makes an impact. But if you get a pressure in the Super Bowl, it's a whole different story than if you get a sack in the Super Bowl. Because a sack, oftentimes gargantuan in helping your team win the game or gargantuan in terms of killing the other team's drive and Leo Chanel just makes plays man I think he's going to just do what he does like I don't really think he needs to channel anything I don't really think he needs to like you know focus more than he does on the average week I think he's just going to go out there and take care of business a little bit of background on this guy he comes from a massive family you know he understands the importance of teamwork he understands the importance of not expecting to be handed anything or or excuses made He's got a, on top of that, he's got a brother that pushes him in everything he does. John Chanel, shout to John. He's been on the pot a few times. 
And, uh, you know, when you have that, it just brings out the best in you because you can push each other further than maybe if you have someone who might be a little softer, might be a stranger, something like that. So you've got all these things. And not only that, Leo Chanel was actually from the middle of nowhere in, in, in you know, middle, middle up north Wisconsin. So this guy wasn't handed a darn thing. He basically balled, he worked his tail off, he got better, he learned, he improved his skills, he controlled what he can control, he never compromised on his values, he left school early and was drafted fairly high in the NFL draft, and then he won a Super Bowl, like you said, Alex, not only did he just win and warm the bench like other players have done in the past, he made an impact, so I expect him to make a play, I don't know what it's going to be, I think it might be like a, he might even get a pick, man, you know, like he, I'm not saying he will, but he's going to make some sort of play. I have a feeling. And it's interesting because just to expand the picture a little bit, the 49ers and the Chiefs, two teams that I really despise, uh, not a huge fan of either of them, but it is nice to root for a Badger, of course. Um, you know, the 49ers, it's hilarious because they have like the stacked squad of all stacked squads, the, you know, an insanely talented coach in Kyle Shanahan. Really good offense, really good defense, loaded up and down the board, all the positions. And they've been like the best team the whole year in the NFC, but they've kind of been acting like everyone's been, you know, disrespected them and like they're underdogs. And it's like, dude, you know, you are the best team. So whatever flack they may be taking that they're maybe like interpreting as that, it's, you know, you guys are, are you've never really been the underdogs, right? And it's funny because they're going through a little adversity. Like apparently their practice field isn't as ideal as they want it to be. Then the Chiefs, on the other hand, it's like, hey, everyone's like, oh, the NFL's got the script written for the Chiefs. Like, I don't buy into that. But it's funny because they're going through adversity of their own, right? Like Patrick Mahomes is like, man, just one time, one time I would like to play and not have this whirlwind circus around me of distraction. Last year it was his brother, and years past it's been his brother, Jackson Mahomes. Uh, guy's like a TikTok influencer, or so he says. I don't even give him an ounce of energy, but of course he comes into the feed once in a blue moon. He's a coattail rider. He's a coattail rider, exactly. And then on top of that, just when you thought it might have been a little smoother, like Jackson Mahomes got hit with a case, you know what I'm saying? So he's kind of like keeping his mouth shut. Lawyers are advising him to, hey, Jackson, shut up for once, man. And credit to him, he has been kind of doing that. But just when you thought it might have been smooth sailing for Patrick Mahomes after the Justin Tucker thing, you know, maybe you got like this two weeks of storylines, his his dad, I'm pretty sure, was just in, uh, arrested under suspicion of a DUI. So he's, he pictured uh, Patrick Mahomes just, like, getting the phone call, right? He's like, is this a joke? Is this a joke? He's like, you got to be kidding me. You got to go, like, drive and, you know, meet up with his pops or something. Uh, I don't know the details. Not really worth my time. Not really worth your time, frankly, pa- uh, Badgers fans. But, like, yeah, I mean, this is not, like, a drama-free Super Bowl. There's obviously the big Kelsey-Taylor Swift thing. I don't really know. I don't really think Badgers fans want to talk about that, so I don't really think it's worth going into. But both these teams are experiencing some drama. They're both experiencing some adversity. My pick is the Chiefs. What about you, Alex? Yeah. I'm picking the Chiefs as well. I'm rooting for Leo Chanel. He's a great friend of the show, a great person who represents Wisconsin football 
very, very well about his business. Like you said, KJ, an impact player. And the reason I'm going with the Chiefs is they've been there before. They know what it takes to win a Super Bowl. But Badgers fans, I've actually got a bit of a unique story here for you, because if you're rooting for the 49ers, maybe you don't want to see the Chiefs win. And I totally get that. There's a certain player that I want you to root for, and that is George Kittle, the tight end for the 49ers, first team all pro. And here's why. He was born in Madison, Wisconsin. That's right. And attended tons of Badgers games as a kid. His favorite player, George said, was Ron Dane. He was in the stands when Ron Dane ran for 216 yards against Iowa and set the all-time rushing record back in the day, back when you know running the ball was significantly more difficult than it is today. And George, you know, always treasured, you know, Camp Randall. He said he wanted to play at Camp Randall and become a Badger. He ended up moving to Iowa and going to Iowa, following in his dad's footsteps as a Hawkeye. Iowa puts out tons of talent into the NFL. He mm-hmm. played against Madison, a part of that team. And now he's a tight end in the Super Bowl. He's a baller. So if you're you know, from Madison listening to this show or you're rooting for the 49ers, he's a good guy. And I, w- I would just be excited to root for him. I think he's a very similar player to, you know, Leo Chanel and just about his business. You know, you never hear about George Kittle doing anything too flashy or getting in trouble. He's just, you know, a good, solid pros pro. So I if you yeah, go ahead, Cage. I, I, have one more on thing, that? I have one more thing to say. First of all, I think it's phenomenal. And it reminds me of a, a, something I can draw back to the Badgers. Back when the Badgers would have perennial seasons of 10 plus wins, right? It, it, it wasn't that long ago, but it seems like an age and a decade ago. It really wasn't that long ago, but it seems forever ago. What were we called? A lot of people called us tight end university. You know, you think about the the Lance Kendricks, the Travis Beckhams, like the Garrett Grahams, the Owen Daniels, like all of these talented tight ends coming through. We've kind of gotten away from that. I mean, Jake Ferguson, the name, another one. Right. And you look at the Super Bowl teams. And I said this on on another one of our shows earlier before the season even started. Alex, always comes back. It all comes back to the tight ends. Like, you know, you can have the flashiest of receivers. The margin player. What's Devontae Adams doing? He's sitting at home. What's Tyreek Hill doing? He's sitting at home. What's Jamar Chase doing? He's sitting at home. What's Justin Jefferson doing? He's sitting at home. I, I recognize the pattern that the best teams have elite tight ends. It's a value position. It's like an offensive lineman. It's like a receiver. It's a mismatch. You know, they're essential. So, so how do I apply this back to the Badgers? We got to get back to tight end you. And I know we've got some talent, but we've got to really, really, really emphasize that. We got to emphasize everything, frankly, because we're slipping. Uh, football programs been slipping, but hopefully it's in the right direction. Any final thoughts on football talk? Yeah, maybe get to the, some basketball. Final thoughts on football talk is the Big Ten's power rankings are out, and it's an 18-team Big Ten football conference now. And, you know, Michigan Big is defending the Big 18, right? I remember when it went to the Big 12, and I was uncomfortable with that, right? Yeah. It was like, it was the Big Ten back in the day. Then Penn State joined, and it was the Big oh, yeah. 11. But, like, everyone still called the Big Ten. Just, just ignore the fact there's 11 teams. Then Nebraska joined. You're like, all right, well, now it's completely effed, but there already is a Big 12, even though then Maryland and Rutgers. And then it was like the Big 14. Like, all right, let's just pretend that isn't there. And now it's the Big 18. <laughs> so it's like, 
I mean, I mean, I like the Big Ten name. I think it's a strong name, a strong brand of football, but it's the Big 18 now. But here, here's where I wanted to go with it, Cage, is Michigan is still, you know, top dog. They're the champions. Well-deserved, right? And after that, you have Ohio State. But, you know, this ranking has Oregon coming in ahead of Penn State. So do with that what you will, Badgers fans. Is Oregon going to be the third best team in the Big Ten? Maybe they'll be even stronger. They recruit well. But we'll see how that translates to a tough grinding schedule. Then you have apparently Washington and USC. And those are two programs that I think are going to have a tough transition to this conference. After them, Cage, Wisconsin checking in at number seven. So behind really the top three former Big Ten teams and the top three former Pac-12 teams, yep. what are your thoughts about just where they're positioned and how they can break into that top six? Well, who's who's behind us? Like, give, give me some of the, the ones that are like right behind us, too. Nebraska, Iowa, Michigan State. Okay, so Nebraska brought in the top pocket-passing quarterback. I believe that was a massive get. We've talked about that on the pod in recent episodes. Uh, Iowa, I think, is being disrespected to the max, and a lot of people like to talk down on them, but it's like, look, I think they're a stronger program than we are right now, and that's just keeping it real. Michigan State, too, they have turmoil with the coach. I call that deal one of the worst deals in the history of college football when it happened, and sure enough, a couple years later, it kind of looks like I was right on that one. Um, yeah, man, I think the I think the batters should maybe uh, until we prove otherwise, I think maybe we should be almost eighth. Just keeping it real. Right. Like I would love this team to be like ahead of Penn State. Right. A top four Big Ten team in this new Big 18 landscape. But I can't say that with, you know, being honest. I, I think uh, I think we're probably like the eighth team, which which should make it interesting. Right. Like, could we be a top 25 program as the eighth team in this this second super conference of the SEC? I think so. I think so. Um, well, it's going to be one thing to know, Badgers fans, yeah, is that the Big Ten West East, I believe, is gone. I'll have to double check this, but I believe that those days of two separate units where Wisconsin was lucky to be in the West. Let's just be honest. Yeah, on we that were one, extremely right? fortunate. That is no longer the case. It's going to have to be a grind to get to that Big Ten championship game. So keep that in mind. Hopefully it brings out the best in the boys. And as KG said, let's move up into that top four. That's the, the you know, the sites on the net na- uh, first before getting to a national well, championship. One last point. Yeah, one last point. That's a great that's a great start, uh, jump off point, Alex, because if the playoff is expanding to 12 teams, right, Badgers fans, you got to figure how are those 12 teams going to be seated? I know they say like, OK, the conference champs and then like the at large bids. But really, I think it's going to be like, you know, minimum of four SEC teams and probably a minimum of four Big Ten teams, Big 18, whatever you want to call it. And then those last four slots are going to be like the rando teams, right? Like, so so I think that's probably what it's going to entail. If you want to get in the top 12, if you want to have a shot at the playoff, you got to be top four in the Big Ten. And, ideally uh, top three. Ideally top three. Top three should be an automatic one. But yeah, let's let's talk some Badger hoops. Flipping they it to a, the basketball side, right there, yeah. Wisconsin had a rough week. First losing at Nebraska, 
kind of doing exactly what we warned that they shouldn't do, taking their foot off the gas against a Cornhuskers team that is more talented than people give them credit. Wisconsin was up 16 points at half, 43 to 27. But actually, earlier in the game, Badgers fans, maybe you maybe you flipped it on. We're like, wow, this is going great. Up 27 to eight at one point. All night's ruined. <laughs> absolutely crushing. Mood yeah, is destroyed. And, and then, you know, Nebraska claws back, gets into overtime, and at that point, you could just feel the momentum in the Pinnacle Bank Arena in Nebraska. It was over, and after that loss, I was no longer confident that this Wisconsin team could knock off Purdue, KJ. They take the L at home, a six-point loss to the Purdue Boilermakers, who are number two in the nation, so Badgers lose two games in a row after being six in the nation, and against Purdue, you can't win when you shoot 14% from three. So you go three from 19 from three, you're going to lose that game. And I think, you know, maybe their confidence is shaking right now. How how do you feel about the current state and what you saw this week? Well, it's very interesting because Badgers Twitter, right? We've been in it for a long time, uh, deep in the Badgers community. And it's like unless the sentiment that I've captured, right, just by being in this for, for, you know, many, many, many years is you're almost not allowed to even be like, cautiously optimistic on a team like it's either you got to be like all in on the squad and Greg guard or like you're not allowed to speak otherwise people will try and like talk down in you or whatever and and it's like I would say that's been my stance for quite a while now it's like cautiously optimistic you know I don't really think that this team or like this team's doing pretty well but like this program in the Greg guard era is like been the same level as the Bo Ryan era and I think that's facts based upon the results you know make your own judgments whatever but you know, I, I and the reason I say that is because I see a lot of disrespect towards, frankly, other Big Ten schools, you know, like like Nebraska's one of them. I see like Badger, like a, certain people in Badgers community just being like, oh, you think the Nebraska stands a chance against Wisconsin? Demeaning insult. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like, well, Nebraska just knocked us off. We just blew a 20 point lead. And this isn't the first year in a row we've done that. Like Nebraska, now got I think us they have the same record as well. they're sixteen and six as well. Badgers fans, are we sixteen and six? And they're also sixteen and six. Yeah, that is insane. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm them, I'm feeling disrespected. So basically, what I was, you know, what I'm getting at is like we cannot, as players, as coaches, as fans, as part of this community, get too high on our own supply because this team has proven they can have regular season success. This program has proven that, but we've it all comes down to what you do when it matters, and that's in the tournament. And so I was kind of expecting a little bit of a regression, you know, getting high up to number six. I really didn't believe this is like the sixth best team in the nation. I, I You could argue this is like a top 25 team. You could even argue there might be 10 to 15, right? But like top 10, that's a little pushing it. Top 15, um, I think you could obviously make a good argument for that. But, but maybe even the Badgers will prove me wrong, right? Maybe we'll go to a Final Four because that's certainly what the expectation and what the goal should be. Um, you know, just given how long we've been dwindling in the middle or, or less than the middle, and uh, yeah, man, I mean, like you said, Purdue, Zach Eddy, he didn't really have the best game, but they're they're a good team. They come dominated the, the boards, road, knocked us off on the road and we have to play them again. Like we have to play them again at Purdue. That's going to be very difficult. Uh, if I, you I think- lose the rebounding battle by 13, you are getting 
you're gonna get beat that's like the hustle aspect that's like yeah. the boxing the fundamentals i guarantee gray guard was not happy about despite a 7-4 guy i mean we've got big boys on this team well, you can't you can't get completely dominated at home on the boards in one of his finer moments gray guard did call out tyler well for being extremely soft earlier this season i don't know if any of you remember that batters fans but since then you got to give well credit he really turned it around he oh, really yeah. turned it around but like when he went went up against a grown man he kind of like you yeah, know 20, i mean like 20 and sevens he was the badger's best yeah, player in that yeah, Purdue game, but, but like you know I mean, I mean man like you know what are we giving out like you know participation, participation trophies yeah, let's get let's actually do something right like he, he, I, a loss doesn't mean anything to me and i know this is the, the world but like you know you got to be tough like just because you're if you're six eleven, you got to be able to hang with a seven footer or yep. seven four like you know you just it's not fair but you got to do it like no one cares about how fair it is it's not fair life is not fair sports you've probably fair. had a bit you've probably been there badges fans outsized before you know in, in some driveway. sport or in some yeah in the driveway or also you know in the high school game. right when one kid is like six seven everyone else is around six foot right <laughs> like and next thing you know you gotta get together as a team and make sure you box that guy out eliminate him wisconsin just didn't take care of business this week cage it's really looking like a four-team race in the big 10 you got nebraska who i want to correct is 16 and seven okay still 16 okay. wins badges are 16 and six then you have illinois who's 17 and five i believe they, they beat, beat nebraska the, yeah. since yep yeah by I think three they beat points the earlier too yep they um, did and yeah. and and then uh you got purdue top of the conference right so it's not necessarily the most stacked big 10 season not and, at all man and michigan but those state's four having teams a really are, down here yeah those four teams are looking like they're gonna dance though so, so far what, what's nebraska so far. ranked are they ranked at all they are not ranked but That's surprising to you me. know they I mean, they lost to Illinois by three points on the road. I think they might sneak their way up into the t- late 20s, right? Like, you know, like I'm 20, not saying they should be ranked number one. I'm just saying, like, you're 24. 16 and seven. If we're 16 and six, and granted, we've had a really tough schedule. If you're 16 and six and you're, we're ranked 11th, like maybe Nebraska should Illinois be Illinois like, probably going like top 20s. 10 at this point. Yeah. Yeah, Nebraska should be like twenty two, maybe twenty three. I think they're competitive. They're they're going to be dancing. That's how I feel. So, Al, what what do we got for these next maybe like two three games coming up so we can give Badgers fans some predictions before? Uh, yep. You know, next Let's talk spot. some predictions. Michigan on Wednesday evening. Down here that is on the road, and then also on the road against Rutgers. Both teams unranked. That is a Saturday early eleven a.m. matchup. I think. I think Michigan is a trap game. I think Michigan is a trap game. There's some bad blood there. There's some bad blood there. Maybe you remember the Juwan Howard incident, Badgers. I I remember the brawl at the Kohl Center. (laughs) Yeah, that was that was infamous, right? That was one of also maybe Grey Guard's finer moments, depending on how you look at it, Um, or low moments, right? Certainly one of the more. I think that's probably the most memorable moment for me with Grey Guard is the brawl at the Kohl Center. Yeah, epic. You don't see that between coaches often, you know. (laughs) You know, like you might see oh that and the mutiny. That and the mutiny were the top two (laughs) in terms of just memorable moments. I'm not saying they're the best moments, but they're certainly memorable, right? Like we haven't had that Sweet 16 win to get to the Elite Eight. You know, like we haven't really had any great. We've knocked off some some top teams the regular season, so. I've always complimented Greg Gard's regular season coaching. I just know that we've got to get it done in the postseason, and maybe this is the year. Yep, I so we think got, we so We got as Michigan well. coming up. Who after? Who after that? And Rutgers. 
those two games until next pod. I you think it's fascinating. Gonna be one and one, actually. I think it's going to be one and one. One and one would be interesting. On I, I certainly think we should expect to go two and zero, oh, but I do believe Alex when he says that this could be a trap game because I see the bad blood. But here's a, a little tidbit for you, Badgers basketball fans. Going back to what I was saying earlier about like the the lack of respect maybe for some of these other Big Ten teams, Rutgers next year I believe has the number two overall recruit and the number three overall recruit in their class. So they're Shame like you're spending money. It's two top five recruits. They are probably writing some massive checks, but they're getting two top five recruits and like they're going to be interesting. They're a program to watch for next year. Maybe these guys will decommit. You never know what happens in this era of mercenaries. Uh, some call it the NIL era. I call it the mercenary era. But, yeah. Um, Final thoughts I want to add on the podcast, Badgers fans, today. Paul Chris interviewing for the Boston College position that was vacated by Packers' new defensive coordinator, Jeff Halfley. So, you know, full circle there. We'll see. Seems like there's some connections between Wisconsin and Boston College, despite what they say in the mainstream media. We'll catch you next time. KJ, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. Badgers fans, if you like today's show, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Texting it to another Badgers fan is another great way to help. We want to wish everyone a fantastic Super Bowl weekend with your friends, family, or whoever you're watching that game with. Go Leo Chanel. Go Badgers. On Wisconsin. On Wisconsin forever. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Ike Badgers podcast. If you like the show, please tell a friend or leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That's the number one way you can help us grow. Thank you again for listening, and as always, on Wisconsin. Yeah, we on, yeah, yeah, we on, on Wisconsin.
find one like me, bitch. No. Yeah, I'm from the streets of MKE. Uh. Watch me flex, watch me, watch me flex. Party with my max, party with the max. Ayy, Gucci wrist, Gucci wrist is 10. Yeah, turn it up to 10, turn it up again. Uh, all day, yeah, I'm in a new place. New zip code.